Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Ryan George from DocuVase. Ryan, it's really nice to have you on. Awesome. Great to be here, Brad. I'm really excited. Ryan, let's start off by telling us a bit about yourself, your company, all that. Sure. I'm Ryan George. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer. I have spent my life and career in marketing, communications, and the financial services space. So I am lucky enough to work with a lot of great people, have worked for a lot of great companies. And at this point in my career, I found myself leading a marketing organization for a fast-growing company like DocuPace. And what DocuPace does is we digitize and automate back office processes within wealth and uh, wealth management firms. So if you take somebody, a financial advisor or independent broker dealer, they have all these paper-based processes that in a heavily regulated environment, will we take those and automate those, make them more efficient where you can pull out errors from happening and creating a bad experience. I know we'll talk about creating a long-term customer success. I think is a lot of that has to do with making sure there's no friction in the system. And that's what DocuPace does. Totally. That's awesome. So tell me a bit about what marketing looks like. Maybe let's start by just going over your ideal customer profile. Who do you sell to? All that kind of stuff. Sure. So we're a B2B company, which that's non-jogging terms. That means we sell to other companies, right? So we don't have a product that you would like advertise on Facebook and download to your computer or, or an app. It's not exactly what we do. We sell to enterprise businesses. Historically, we have sold to what they call broker dealers. So broker dealer is a group of advisors, a large group of advisors, say a thousand advisors that work with the provider that provides them with technology, compliance, investment. And so those are our clients that they choose us to help deploy our technology to their distributed field in order to help them be more efficient, give them a unified process to follow versus, as you can imagine, a thousand firms all doing different things can be difficult to manage. And that's what we sell to. So that is the ideal profile. So when we speak to the market, we speak to uh, professionals who are looking to improve the life of their teams, be able to be more efficient, to be able to report up to their CEO and say, hey, look, we've taken where we had 25 full-time employees, we've been able to make them more efficient, be able to do more with that same group. And that, that's who we market to. One of the challenges that we have in our business is efficiency isn't always a message that connects because it's not the huge benefit, right? So if you're being more efficient, you're slimming down things, not necessarily and smoothing them out, not necessarily like a huge growth revenue operator. And I think one of the changes today is we're actually seeing operations being at the forefront of how businesses can grow, right? So you've got a lot, mm. had a lot of investment and there's a lot of advertising, all the stuff out there, but would really, um, for firms to be be able to move fast, be able to grow and attack. In today's world, we're a very distributed market where everyone's you know, working from home or working from remote offices like we are. You have to be able to have a system that can deploy technology fast through the cloud and be able to get people on board as fast as possible. Yeah, totally. So we're just nearing the end of uh, quarter two here. And what does marketing look like for you guys this year? Obviously, you know, the last six months or so. And then what do you see for the year ahead? What are some of the programs, some of the strategies, things you guys are really invested in? This is my, I believe we're going into my ninth month at DocuPace. So things are fairly exciting. As a CMO, you come in and I spent my first, say, 100 days or so really trying to get a lay of the land. So what does DocuPace do well What from in terms of marketing, in terms of product? What we're learning our clients as best I can. Um, so the start of this year, we started off with reformulating our organization chart to really be centered around the customer success. So we 
reshaped our service organization to be, uh, be basically be called a customer success or adopted customer success managers who are tied to a series of accounts and they work in vertical terms. The next thing we did was we updated the, where it, we did and are still ongoing, updating the DocuPace brand with a new logo, new color, reskidding our website, so trying to just modernize it a little bit, a little bit cooler look, which is a lot of fun for marketers because it's a, both creative work as well as some other technical work. And then recently we acquired a company called Giacomo. It's an advisor compensation system. So it's a, a bit adjacent um, to what DocuPace has historically offered. We've been busy. We'll continue to be busy. There's nothing slowing down here. And I think that's really been something that's going on in our industry overall is this pace of change is really happening at a, at a faster and faster rate. And DocuPace is looking to help set that pace um, as we move to the future. So that's that's awesome. And I, I love the, the story and what you guys have have done and what you've accomplished in such a short That was period. all in like five months, by the way. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's that's amazing. So what's next for the, the year ahead? What are you planning on finishing out this year with? What are you investing in? What are some sure. of the things you're excited about? Sure. So two things really come to mind. One is I mentioned we have historically sold to what we call independent broker dealers. We are looking to have a more RIA, so a, a more, I want to say retail, because that sounds, has a negative connotation. And We'll sell basically directly to the advisor, and that'll be a, a little bit of a slim down, streamlined product, but it'll give us access to another vertical that in the financial services, wealth management industry, that's been really fast growing is one of the key parts of the future of the business. In addition, I think you and I had discussed previously, I, I think people meeting together is going to be a key theme starting in July and on as people have gotten vaccinated, as the doors have opened back up, we have probably... There isn't probably a week after Labor Day, between Labor Day and Thanksgiving, that we don't have some event, live event that we'll be either sponsoring, attending, um, or hosting. And I think that's something I have, I don't know about you, but in the conversations I've been hearing, there's people are really excited. There's a lot of hunger to go see those friends in their peer network that they haven't seen in a long time. And those other professionals just gathering together and rekindling those relationships that have been dormant for a little while. That's awesome. I love it. Very exciting stuff. It's everyone's, I think, itching to get back to the events and all that. You know, I took my first workshop last week and it was really interesting. Um, the, the little differences, there weren't many, as many Uber drivers out there. The mm. airport still had, the Chick-fil-A wasn't open because <laughs> Chick-fil-A had a policy that they had no indoor dining. There is no drive-through at the airport, of course. So it was closed. Yeah. I mean, there are certain things that you have to as you wade back into the world, things are a little bit different, but that's just the part about just being flexible and all those things. Oh, totally. Yeah. So let's pivot a little bit to your experience as a marketer and all of your breadth of knowledge and everything you've learned over the years. What are ways in which uh, you found our, those listening can be successful with building these lifelong customer relationships and really doing marketing well? Sure. I, I think it's really interesting for a topic for me to discuss because I started off my, my degrees in public relations, I started off doing PR and media relations for a mutual fund company in San Antonio. And it was, I was a 24-year-old young guy working with portfolio managers who had lots of stress. This was also not too far away from the financial crisis. So I remember walking into a, a portfolio manager's office and asking him like, if he could do this CNBC hit for me while he was spot losing $10 million with the market falling in his fund with the market dropping off. And that actually what it did is taught me some really strong skills and how to build relationships with people and how to come alongside them, understand their needs, understand what their challenges are and being able to communicate why I needed them to do what I was asking. So I had no power over them, but I had an ability to, to help them understand why this is important to the company and important to what we're doing. 
you know, vice versa, I had been able to build some strong relationships with media because of the same thing. So I would follow them. I would read what they were writing or read what they were talking about and actually become a good consumer of the, of the work that they're doing, not just trying to pitch them an idea. And I just, I think that if you speak to any media person, the first thing they say is, I hate the blind press release that comes to me that it's overall market that I don't even cover about a product that I could never, you know, know nothing about. And I think that has really helped me. And that really comes to building that trust. So long-term relationship is built on trust. I know that sounds very cliche, but young or old person, you've got to have trust within those relationships. I think the next one is learning their business. So learning, like I work with a lot of financial advisors, really understanding where their challenges are, where their opportunities are, understanding their business so they can they know that I, whenever I suggest something, that I'm actually trying to help them not just try to sell them something. And that's the big thing is that starts with listening, not selling. I think a lot of times people try to, I get these, if you're like me, I get all sorts of inbound emails that they have every AI generated lead development product in the planet. But the yeah. ones I actually pay attention to, the ones that actually identify something that I may be challenged with. And I think mm-hmm. that, that that's really how to build that up. Yeah, totally. That's awesome advice. Yeah, I think, yeah, everyone gets like an inbox flooded with with emails, but it's like, hey, I have specific challenges and needs and all this. And yeah. It's amazing. It it doesn't take a ton of effort. I actually will respond and read the ones that actually even just acknowledge, spent some time on my LinkedIn profile knowing that I was having this conversation or or just just some sort of acknowledgement that I'm a human trying to connect with another human, I think is important. Totally. I love that. It's been awesome to have you on speaking a little bit about marketing, sharing all your wisdom and knowledge. Any last thoughts, key learnings, words of wisdom for the audience listening? I think what I talked about building trust is I think is important, but also um, willing to accept others' ideas. So I think as a marketer, you have the really unique opportunity to help blow up other people's ideas in a good way, not bomb them, but blow them up in terms of shining the light on them as much as possible. And I think the biggest successes I think I've ever had in my career are a lot of times I'm riding in the sidecar, not driving the motorcycle. And I think that's mm. something that I think to really be successful and really enjoy feel purpose in what you're doing is really embracing the ideas of others and really helping them become successful by, by their, you become successful as well. I love that. Well, Ryan, it's been amazing to have you on and thank you for, so much for joining and sharing all your wisdom and insights here. Awesome. Thank you, Brad. I love being here. Yeah.